Here's my sports break. Here are the standings for this week in the NFL. Um, we got in the AFC East, Bills are number one with a six and three record. Uh, Patriots with right behind them, seven and four. The Dolphins are last with a three and seven. Uh, in the AFC West, we got the Chiefs with six and four, six wins, four losses. Uh, the Chargers with a five and four record. The Raiders also five and four. Um, AFC North, Ravens are number one with six and three. Uh, Steelers are right behind them, five and three. And the Bengals are bringing up the rear with five and four. AFC South, the Titans are number one with an eight and two record. The Colts, five and five. The Jaguars need to step it up with a two and seven record. NFC East. Um, yeah, NFC East, Cowboys 7-2, and two. the Eagles are 4-6, and six. and the Washington football team is in the toilet with a 3-6 and six record. Uh, NFC West, Cardinals are 8-2, and two, number one. Um, Rams, 7-3. The 49ers are 4-5. and five. In the NFC North, we have the Packers, 8-2. Vikings, 4-5. The Bears with a three and six record in the NFC South. Buccaneers with five and six records. Saints with five and four, and the Panthers bringing up the rear with five and five. Um, yo, I'm good. Can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you fine, bro. All right, we good. All right, I'm gonna uh, start it off. Then we're gonna uh, get into the Q and A. And um, after the Q and A, I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'm going uh, to end the, the segment and start a new one for the, the Rittenhouse thing. Okay. Uh, it'll be a whole separate one? Yeah, I'm thinking I'm going to do that. I don't know. I'm going to think about it while we're doing it. I, I might just, just you know, just segue it into that, depending on how how, the, uh, how we end up with the last questions and shit, you know, uh, how the flow is going. If I All feel right. like it, it's already good, we're just going to stop it and I'll go back to it. All right, we're almost at a minute mark. I'm going to start it off at a minute mark. We have 49 right now. So. Okay. Spark up. <clears throat> All right. Welcome, world. This is the OGH Rock. I want to thank you, thank you, thank you once again for taking some time out your day to listen to measly old me and my podcast, Man's Minute. I want to thank my co-host, Maurice Aleem Hart, better known as Reese, for joining me this morning. What's up, bro? Yes, yes. What's good? I'm here. Not much. How you doing this morning, man? I'm real good, man. Thankfully, yeah. I'm real good. How you doing? How you doing? I'm doing pretty good myself, man. That's shaking off the stress, shaking off the stress, and moving forward. That's the mission, you know? Yeah, I got you. All right, brother. Um, what we're gonna do today is uh, I got another Q and A for us. Some pretty interesting questions. Uh, for the people that don't know, my Q and A session is basically ten questions. Uh, my brother Reese and I basically chop it up uh, along with the answers that we give to these questions. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, roll them up. Pour your drinks. I know it's kind of early, but do your thing. We're about to get it started. All right. So, bro, uh, 
This is the first question. We're going to jump right on in this morning. Um, first question is, who would you want to play you in a movie about your life? It could be anybody. Damn, who would I want to play me? Yeah. Uh, damn, uh, that's a good one there, bro. Um, <laughs> I would say Will Smith. I knew you was gonna say that for some reason. We we got that Philly blood in it. That's not <laughs> Yeah, I was just thinking about it. I'm like, I gotta think of a light skin nigga. Yeah, I gotta think <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody from Philly, okay. <laughs> He's a good actor, so I will go with him. All right, all right. Me myself, man. Oh uh, I don't know. I haven't really given that one too much thought since I wrote it down, but I off the top of my head, I would kind of say somebody like uh Maybe Martin, because he'd be funny. I know he ain't my size oh, yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Martin's personality. I, yeah, I, I can see that. <laughs> Will uh, get me over, you know what I mean, on the screen, I think. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. All right, number two. Number two. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've ever done in the name of love? Uh... Man, I drove. I drove for like six hours to meet up to meet up with this girl, man, out of love. Well, that was the craziest fucking thing I did because uh, it was just a long ass drive there and back. Mm-hmm. Not not even to hook up, <laughs> just to be with. You know what I'm saying? Like that was crazy. Yeah, <laughs> I probably done some. I I probably done some other crazy shit too, but um, that's the first thing that came to mind. I think uh, craziest thing I've ever done. Um, I don't know if a lot of people would consider it crazy, but I mean, I'm I'm kind of like an uptight person in a lot of aspects. But so I think bearing my soul, like you know, what I mean, because my first wife, I uh, I proposed to her in the middle of a subway on my knees in the middle of a subway station. Oh, okay, so I, I would kind of say that was crazy of me because that's yeah, like. Yeah. Not, yeah, we on my lane to do shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So I was really yeah. feeling it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you clarified that because some some of your listeners might be like, "Damn, he was in the middle of eating a subway." Uh, <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't call that a subway. My first wife. You know what I mean? I got down on one knee and proposed to her in a busy subway station. You know, all the people gathered around and shit. It was, you know, kind of like something you would see in a movie. <laughs> I never knew that. I yeah. never knew that. Yeah, I don't think I've ever told anybody that before. I don't, you know. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's mine. Somebody trying to call me in the middle of my video. All right, um, number three, bro. If you could institute any, oh no, I'm sorry. If you could institute a law, any law for anything, what would it be? It should say be. You, say you were president for a day. <laughs> I think it should be. Illegal to be racist. Wow. That is exactly what I was saying. When I wrote the question down, that's exactly what I was thinking. I I, I went a little bit farther with it. I was saying I would make it uh what do you call a uh when when uh when they like uh can kill you for doing something. What do they call that? Capital punishment? Yeah. I would make it a capital offense if you get caught like discriminating or being outright racist to yep. a Fuck it, that, you know. I mean? well, you know my- and and what's 
what's uh what strikes me about that whole question and the answer that we gave mm-hmm. is that that's how powerful racism is. You know what I'm saying? If we could rid the world of that yeah. alone, you know what I'm saying? So much could change with our society. Yeah, I believe that. I really believe that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I just think that just like uh, people talk about generational wealth, there's generational racism. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. A lot of these, a lot of these old ass, you know, people. I mean, I ain't trying to be racist, or anything, but a lot of the older white people that are surviving them KKK heydays, yeah, have been have been teaching that same hate to their kids. You know what I'm saying? And then. You know, they're those kids are teaching it to their kids. That's why it's fucking still alive, man. It's just ridiculous that we got so many mixed races. You know, what I mean, the black people and white people have been getting together for years and creating, you know, mixed babies and things like that. That we're still on that page. You know, what I'm saying, right, it's, right. It's a whole. Only I'm not gonna say generation, but it's a whole group of people that just refuse to let that thinking go. And it's, that shit is ridiculous, man. I think. I think. Going back to uh, the uh, beginning of the question, I think I will make it a law that if you feel that way, you have to leave this continent. You have to leave this country. You need to go find you an island somewhere out there in Europe and, you know, go yeah. congregate there. You know, uh, I, I feel like it should be a felony to even be racist. Disconnected. I'm back. No, don't, worry. don't worry. It's all good. We're still good. Yeah, um, but, but I agree with you, man. I, I think it should be just like they do to other people. They should just go to prison. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? It should be something that, you know, that will deter people. You know what I was just thinking, man? I think uh, some of the things that have been detrimental in the past could be used for that. Like, like for example, what I'm thinking about is, you remember uh, how how uh, the subject of brainwashing has came about as far as uh, in regards to cults and things of that nature? Yeah. Now, what if, what if the, like, what if people could use that and brainwash the racist to be un, unracist? You know what I mean? Somehow. Or, I mean, it should be some sort of shit like that. You know, those people are so lost, man. You just put their ass in the camp and send them through the brainwashing that would make them uh, uh, amicable people, I guess, for lack of a better word. You know what I mean? I don't know. That, you know, that's my crazy uh, law that I would uh, institute. But uh, we're going to keep it moving. I got uh, number four here is what? Oh, oh, shit. <laughs> what was your first job? I can't even read my own handwriting. What was your first job ever? Uh, let me see. My first job was, uh, damn. First job was, well, my first legal job, I'll say it like that, was working at Great Adventure in uh, New Jersey. Okay. Yeah, but before that, you know, I used to shovel snow and shit. That was a job. Yeah. <laughs> and like yeah. up and down the block shoveling snow in Philly. Well, we talking about paycheck. I'm talking paycheck. about paycheck jobs. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. Great Adventures. Great Adventures in New say, Jersey. I, that was my second job ever. I worked up there with you. You know, our whole family was up there at one point. That's mm-hmm. you know, the majority of the family shit. Cousins, brothers, sisters, me, you, mom, everybody. Yeah, that yeah. shit was that shit was lovely. Yeah, we had fucking fun out there, man. You know, but uh, that was like my second job ever. I think my first job, uh, if I remember correctly, was Central Wood Car Wash on Central Avenue in, in off of Capitol Heights or is that Capitol Heights? Yeah, Capitol Heights, Maryland. 
And uh, okay. I remember it because my first day there, I got fired on my first day Dang. and rehired. Yeah, it was crazy. I, I mean, I didn't know what to do. I was, you know, I was standing around and fucking uh, owner of the company was one of those dudes who looked like a fucking wrestler with long blonde hair. This motherfucker had long ass blonde hair and he was like cut up like the Hulk kind of like. He mm-hmm. walked around that motherfucker with his chest poked out, talking shit to everybody. And he saw me standing over there smoking a cigarette, like looking like a deer caught in the head. Like, I didn't know what to do. Nobody was giving us direction and shit. So you, go home. <laughs> I was like, I was, he broke my little heart right then and there. I was like, go home. What the fuck? So look, we walked home and shit. And I'm, I'm moping around. I ain't even leave. I'm just standing there just looking shocked. Like, what the fuck? I just got fired. I ain't even do shit. So I fucking moped around for like maybe five or ten more minutes. I started to walk off, but something told me to go talk to the motherfucker. So I, I just walked into his office and shit, and I'm standing there looking all sad and dumb in the face and shit. He looking at me, I can't have you just standing around. I don't pay people to do nothing. I'm like, okay, I understand. My bad. You know what I'm saying? Can I go to work? He said, yeah, take that ass in there and work. And he sent me in there to work. Uh, <laughs> but I, kept that, I kept that job about a good six months. But uh, that was that was my first real, real, real job. That <laughs> was funny. I got fired. Yeah, my that's a good story. Getting fired and rehired <laughs> for one day. That's what's up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, number six, bro. Um, what was your proudest accomplishment as a man? As a man? Yeah. Uh, my proudest accomplishment was having my first child. That would, you know, that's the most thing. That's the thing that I'm most proud about. But, I mean, I got other accomplishments that I'm proud about, but I'm all right, well, give me, proud. give me, give me your, give me uh, your top two then. You say so that, you that, that it was uh, getting my master's degree. Oh, fuck yeah! And then um, just moving up through the ranks at my job. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know if you believe in manifestation and things like that, but. Like when I got into my job, I was like, damn, you know, I, I was kind of like saying, I need to make $25,000, 25,000. That number was just sticking in my head. Boom. I made it. And I made it to 25. I'm like, damn, I want to turn this 25 into 50. Then I made that. I was like, damn. So, all right, I'm at 50. I want to make a hundred. Boom. I got at that. I was like, yo, this, it was just crazy how all just moving up because of the way I was thinking, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't complacent or nothing like that. So I'm, I'm proud about that accomplishment too, because I could have sat on the job as a line officer and uh-huh. just stayed there. I got friends that stayed in that role for these 24 years. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm proud that I kept moving and moving and moving. Yeah. Ambition. Yeah. Having ambition and, and just, you know, wanting more, wanting better. Yeah. I don't know. I got, I got a couple myself. I don't know. I, as, as I think about it, I just keep finding more and more in my head, but I'm gonna kind of tailor them. Um, I think my first proudest accomplishment, you know what I'm saying, I, I can say is making it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When people didn't think I could, you know what I'm saying? Because, right. you know, it's like, you know, I ain't trying to get into all that, but it's like, making it you know what i mean i i uh i kind of surprised myself and i know i i kind of uh, you know surprised the people around me who didn't think that i had it in me to do what i do you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying and, right. and keep it moving. so that's that's a proud accomplishment for me 
And then one of what I feel is like my biggest accomplishment is the fact that I had a, I had a buddy in New Mexico. It was an older gentleman, man. He was like, he, back then he was like 63 years old and he was out here working with me. You know, I was a lead technician doing my job and uh, me and him would rap because we would have hours in the truck. So he, he told me one day, he said, man, I made over a million dollars in New Mexico and the surrounding states out here doing technician work. But the one thing that I make sure I do is look out for other black technicians. You know what I'm saying? He right. said, it's not a lot of us out here. He said, it's a million Mexican technicians out here, 100,000 white ones, but it's very few black technicians out in this area. So, you know, every time I find one that's worth his salt, mm -hmm. I fucking, you know, I support him. You know what I'm saying? That motherfucker would go above and beyond for me. You know what I'm saying? So right. I, I, always, I always like took that to heart. So I've had the opportunity to do that for other people. And I'm so proud of myself for that shit, because like I said, man, since since my our older brother turned me on to this uh, line of work, bro, I can say I have gotten four people careers in this job. Wow, you know, you know what I'm saying four four brothers who I mean, three of them was down on their luck, didn't you know really know which way to turn and fuck around and and are out here, you know, surviving and excelling at this shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? One dude was already, you know, he was already uh, had years in this, but he was he hit a bad patch, you know what I'm saying? He leaned on little old me, like, man, what you got going on? You ain't, you know anything? And I threw him that line, he, he reeled that shit in, <laughs> and right. that motherfucker been out for the last two years making fucking $35 an hour. Wow, man, see, that's what's needed, you. man. That's We gotta reach back, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people get to success and, and forget about, you know, how they got put on. They right. forget that you know our blessings come from what we do for other people. Yeah, that's what I, I truly believe that. So now, I look at it from a different aspect, though, my little bro, because I mean, a lot of times I felt like you know what I'm saying I just needed that push. Okay, you know what I'm saying, and I felt like a lot of people looked at it like that nigga ain't gonna do shit, so they didn't choose to give me that push. So. Now that I got it and I'm I'm pushing forward, I'm doing that same thing for these motherfuckers out here. I'm not gonna look at the the package, you know what I'm saying? I'm right. gonna look at I'm gonna look at their intent, and, and you know what I'm saying? And that's all. Yeah, yeah. That's all yeah but, I, don't, um, I don't know. I don't know if what I said was wrong or not, but I no. I totally what I was trying to say is exactly what you said there. So we on mm -hmm. the same page, right? <clears throat> Giving back, you know what I'm saying? Like how yeah. you know somebody oh, put right. you on. You know what I'm saying? And you reach yeah. back and put other people on. And that's what that's what it's about. If everybody yeah. did that, we'd all be good. Hell yeah. You gotta stop, you know, stop the judgment and the hate to be able to look at it like that though. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That crab in a barrel shit is real. But we're gonna move on. About to say that, but go ahead. <laughs> we're gonna move on. Uh you right. Uh what is it? Number seven. We got what is something people tend to misunderstand about you? They misunderstand. Um, <clears throat> uh, they misunderstand me trying to be really concerned about them, with me trying to control them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, if I'm like, I'll, I'll use my daughter for example. You know, I'm trying to tell her what she need to do to be successful through life, school and beyond. And she look at me like, don't be telling me what to do. I should be able to pick my own career. I should be, you know what I mean? And she taking it that way. 
opposed to just hearing me out and understanding. That's that's a key thing, um, man. People need to listen to understand. You know what I'm saying? Like, understand what somebody's trying to say to you before you jump to a conclusion. You know what I'm saying? So that's what they misunderstand about me. And I've been trying to, like, reel that in a little bit. Um, Yeah, that's truly what they misunderstand. I don't know. I, I, with me, I just think, uh, you know, when, when I can get to the conclusion of what people misunderstand about me, because I don't, I don't really dive into shit like that. But I get it's my intent. You know, what oh, I'm right, I right, think, right. I think people misunderstand my intent about, you know, the, the way I approach things is kind of blunt. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like I, you know, it was dealt blunt to me, so that's the way I know it. I, I, don't, I don't like to beat around the bush a lot. You know, because that's people normally do that when you're trying to spare feelings. You know right. what I'm saying? And I right. feel like real talk shouldn't, you know, it shouldn't have to be tailored. You know what I mean? A motherfucker should understand that you're not trying to hurt him because you know him. But real talk sometimes stings. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, I, that's what I feel. Sometimes I feel like I'm a little bit harsh, but it's, it's, the, it's intended to, like, navigate, you know, the, the bullshit, duck the bullshit and just keep it you know, a hundred. I'm trying to let you know how I feel without all of the extra words that people use to beat around the bus. I'm giving it to you raw. Bye. And, right. you know, some people be offended by that. Oh, he's trying to hurt my feelings. Nah. Nah, I feel like I'm doing you, you know, a solid by giving it to you without all of that. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's right. how I like it. That's how I like it. I don't want a motherfucker to tell me what it is. So right. I ain't got to guess. I don't have to guess. You know, that's what it is for me. Misunderstanding. But, um, uh, number eight. If you had three wishes, what would you wish for? Any you could wish for anything in the world. You know what I'm saying? Anything out of this world, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Three my, wishes. My first wish would be for straight peace. You know, in my life, like just right. no stress, just to have peace. My second wish would be financial. You know, to have enough finances to. To, to do the things that I want to do without worrying about the cost of it. Yeah. And uh, and my last one, damn, my third wish. That's a good one there. My third wish would be uh, health, my health. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. To just go, like, I'm 52 now. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So if I can get through this whole thing without any major, you know, cancers or anything yeah, like yeah. that. You know, but yeah. that's my third wish. Yeah. Okay. So, shit, with me, I think, you know, as far as when it comes to me, my personal self, I would I would choose to live forever. I want to stay 50 years old in the shape I'm in right now forever. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. You know what I'm saying? I don't ever want to die now. <laughs> you know, not age another day. I just want to see because I don't. I already feel like I'm the watcher, so I want to watch watch shit go. I want to see where shit goes. You know what I mean? I don't right. want to miss nothing. But uh, my second wish is purely selfish. I will I will fucking wish for like a hundred million dollars in my bank account. Right. You know what I'm saying? Purely, so I need that. <laughs> so, and um, I don't know. My my third wish, I would I would wish that like if you were a good person. Or if you died in like wrong ass circumstances, that you could come back. Oh wow! Yeah, 
Damn, that's know, deep. That's deep. Yeah. But, you know, off the top, that's what I would pick. But um, we're going to move on, bro. Ham. Yeah. All right. Now, what is the best compliment you ever got? Uh, one one time, this person came up to me, and I I don't remember. Like when she came up to me, she looked mm-hmm. familiar, but I couldn't remember her. Yeah, and she told me, you know, I just want to thank you for what you did for me and my family. Hmm. And I was like, damn, you know, that was a really good compliment. And obviously, whatever I did for her and her family, it was just yeah. something natural in me because I didn't even remember who this person was. To wow. this day, I still yeah. see her once in a while. And mm-hmm. I still wonder, like, what did I do? I never <laughs> asked her. I'm still curious myself, like, what the hell did I do? But when when somebody give you that kind of compliment, you don't even know what the hell you did. You just did it out of nature, out of out of your nat- natural abilities, mm-hmm. or whatever. That was the greatest compliment I ever received. Yeah. Because that's that's all I want to do. I want to be significant. You know what I mean? I don't just want to be successful. I want to be, I want to be significant. I want to have, right. you know, I've had some effect on somebody. Right, that's be be remembered. That's like what we talked about before, man. I feel like that's one of the that's like that's a fate worse than death to just be, you know, just fade off into oblivion. Nobody, right, right. Remembers, you know. So yeah. I feel that. I feel that. You know what I'm saying my my compliment. I don't know. I've had quite a few in my life. I can't really really seem to remember them all. You know what I'm saying. So I I just lean on this one that always stuck out to me, uh, back when I was rapping. You know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And I, I had uh, I had played his music for a group of dudes my age, you know, that I grew up around, but didn't know that I knew how to rap. So the first thing that they said was, dog, that's not you. They was really <laughs> adamant that that was, I had to call people on the phone like that really knew that that was me. I'm like, nigga, who rapping this? You know what I mean? And I mm-hmm. felt like that was kind of like the biggest compliment I ever got because wow. you thought that that shit was that good that I I could never have possibly done it. Then right, right, right. a whole lot for me, you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. So nah, I took that as one of my biggest compliments ever. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Where is that? Is. But um, yeah, we got uh one more, baby boy. Um, All right. If you could go back and give your 18 year old self some advice. What would it be? Uh, Mine's would be to live in the moment. Yeah. Live in the fucking moment. Don't be worrying about the future or the past. Because I've always, since I can remember, tried to um, not predict my future, but steer my future. You know what I mean? Like, I need this and I need that. What do I need to do to get here and there? And that's wrong. You know what I'm saying? What I've learned now is that's wrong. You got to live in the moment. And shit's just gonna come. So I would yeah. that's, that's what I would say. Live in the moment. Uh, my baby son just came down here. Say hi. You on the podcast. Say hi. Hey, <laughs> hey what's up, little man? <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. If I if I could go back and talk to my 18-year-old self, bro, I would have a whole lot of fucking shit to say. But at that point, I had already been through a lot of shit, so I think I would just kind of give myself advice about, you know what I'm saying, being 
nicer than I'm supposed to be. Right. To spare to spare other people's feelings. I think I I would I would give myself advice about being more assertive in my own life and a uh, little bit of financial advice, maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely, you know, uh, steer away from the drugs a little bit earlier, you know. <laughs> but, right, right. You know, that's that's pretty much it. I would just give myself some navigational advice about, you know, maybe I could, uh, you know, come to the, the mindset and the conclusions I have now a little bit sooner. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, right, That's all. All right. That's so, what's um, up. So, yeah, man, um, that, that was a good Q&A. That's a good yeah, Q&A. but guess what? You know what I'm saying? Like, these Q&As are great. You be writing them down and and mm-hmm. And I don't know what the hell question's coming. So I said, you know, on this this podcast, I'm a surprise man with mm-hmm. a number 11. Okay. Because he don't know what the hell I'm going to say. And that he's going to be <laughs> on the spot to answer this question. All right. You Shoot. with it? You with it? All right. So I want to know, what is your best memory about your worst relationship? Best memory about my worst relationship. Um, I don't know. I mean, my my worst relationship. Uh, I mean, I, I'm sad to say it was my first marriage. So I can say some of the best times, best memories of them were. I think us going out. We used to uh, hit casinos pretty frequently and have a good time there. And uh, you know, actually come up to Jersey. You know, she met dad and everybody. You know, those were some real good times. You know what I'm saying? Those are some of the fondest memories I got. Right. All right. Well, my, I think my best memory of my worst relationship uh-huh. is when uh, I was dating this girl. You're going to remember her. Her name was Kim Harper. I remember that. I, I was in ninth grade. She was in 10th grade. So, you know, I already thought I was the man. So I'm telling, you know, our older brother, Hakeem, I'm like, yo, Hakeem, you know, I'm with Kim Harper. And he was looking Mm -hmm. at me like, dog, are you serious? I said, yeah, what's up with that? He's like, yo, that's not your girl. That's everybody's girl. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck? Like, really? So, you know, I had a car at, I think I was 14 or 15. I had a car, no license. I'm driving that up to school. You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking I'm the man. You know, I'm ninth grade, got a 10th grade girl, whatever. So I pick her up from school and I'm driving her home. And I'm like, yo, is it true that you like everybody's girl? <laughs> I ain't use those words, but I was like, you know, is it true that you seen other people? Whatever. She was like, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> so I pulled over and was like, well, you can walk your ass home and let me know when you do now. That was my <laughs> best memory of my work relationship. Bro. I'll, I'll never forget that. That felt so good to kick her out of my fucking car. Anyway. But I just thought that was a profound question. Like, what is the best memory of your worst relationship? Yeah, that is a good question. Yeah. Real life. Yeah. Hey, you remember uh back when we used to hang over at Billy's house every weekend? Rest of yeah, day? yeah. Hey, you remember that day we was over there and there was a group of senior girls over there joining. I'm, I'm in ninth grade over there with y'all chilling. We used to, I, you wasn't partaking, but we used to smoke and drink and um, talk our little shit. I remember one time y'all was there. It was this girl there, man. She was playing eyes. 
y'all all went downstairs to do something, I think, to help uh, Billy's father, I think, get some groceries or something. Me and her stayed upstairs. And for some reason, we just locked eyes and kissed. Right? Yeah. So when y'all was coming up the steps, she could hear y'all coming up the steps. She jumped over to the other side. And I remember telling, I don't know if it was you or Billy, and <laughs> when I went downstairs, he must have asked me because he thought I was lying. And she she affirmed it though. <laughs> that was like that was like that was like real heavy shit because she was a senior. I was a ninth grader and I had never even seen oh, wow. her before. Wow. That was... <laughs> oh yeah, I mean we it was some wild times over there, yeah. man. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, uh, I look back at them days and be like, man, we just we had a ball. We had a ball. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I was the tag along, 14 years old. I just get, get to hang with my big brother. <laughs> yeah, I remember those days, man. You was you was right in there. You ain't seem like the yeah. young boy because like yeah, right you was macking on the damn senior, like nothing. <laughs> I remember them days. I remember them days. Yeah, bro. All right, well, um, let's move on to something a little more serious, man. Um. I've been thinking, you know, listening to the news, man, and uh, <clears throat> I want to read a little bit of this before we start talking about it. It says, after 25 hours of deliberation, um, the jury acquitted Kyle Rittenhouse of all five charges after fatally shooting two people and wounding a third during protests in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Now, I know you probably... Uh, you know, heard a little bit more about this than me. I've been, I work 10 hour shifts in, inside of a building. But, um, I mean, where well, I remember when it first happened, you know, seeing the video of this guy walking with his AR strapped across his chest uh, as the police speed past him to look for the black perpetrator. <laughs> you know, that's mm -hmm. what it felt like anyway. But, um, yeah, man, I mean, that, I, I just feel like you know, it, it, this shit is like they, they give us one and they, they take two. You know what I mean? It's it's like a game. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? Because what what more evidence do you need than to see this dude walking around with an automatic weapon doing a protest? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, yeah. that, I tell in, you. Itself, that in itself should have been a charge. You know what I'm saying? You're Absolutely. walking around Absolutely. a peaceful protest. Of course, somebody gonna attack you when you're walking around looking crazy. With a motherfucking uh, AR strap to your chest at a peaceful protest, they scared too. Right. You know right. what I'm saying? Let's get rid of this threat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's but the it's, way it's, I'm looking at it. But, it's all they say, perspective. Yeah, they are, they they go on to say in the article that uh, each person that uh, he shot somehow attacked him. He say, uh, uh, what one guy chased him earlier and threw a bag at him, so he comes back with his rifle. Then uh, that that's the that's the guy he shoots, and uh, then another guy tried to hit him with a skateboard, so he shoots him in the chest. And then the uh, third dude pointed a gun at his head, and he shoots him. I, I, I just find that shit a little bit crazy. I I just think he went down there looking for a motherfucking fight, and he found. Him. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now they let him get away with that bullshit. Yeah. Um, now it's all in perspective because all right, where were they? Wisconsin, right? Yeah. You know, it ain't it ain't odd to see a white dude walking around with a gun down there. Yeah. You know, even though it was that kind of gun, like in our in 
where we live at, the places mm-hmm. we grew up in, that's crazy to see somebody walking around with a whatever kind of gun he had, you know, and that person yeah. should be arrested just for walking down the street with that damn gun. And yeah. he illegally obtained the gun. So, you know, if you think about it, he, he was 18. He couldn't buy that gun. Somebody bought it for him. You know, right. you know how many people get locked up in the hood because somebody bought a gun for them? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. They ain't even use it. They ain't even use it. Right. You know, so right. that's a crime in of itself. But I'm not surprised, man, because this country has systemic racism, especially when it comes down to the criminal justice system. Yeah. I work in the criminal justice system and I see it every day. You know what I'm saying? And these laws were made by people who, you know, I'm going to just say it. The, the, the laws were made by white people and those laws were to protect them, not us. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So those loopholes, they all are relevant to people like Rittenhouse. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it was easy to find him innocent because what? Stand your ground. Like, somebody was trying to attack me. That shit happened every day in the hood. If, if a group of dudes is coming out of a club shooting at you and then you shoot back and kill somebody, guess what? Your ass getting locked up. You're getting charged with murder. Yeah. Even though you claim it was self-defense, yada, yada, yada. I mean, I don't see that in the hood. I don't see that. So I know if I was in Wisconsin with that gun and I shot two dudes, I would be in jail right now and I would be found guilty. I just know that. I ain't trying to get political, but, you know, I work in the system and the only thing that's going to change it is the laws have to be rewritten. Yeah. You know, to be fair. I've been saying that for years. I think that the, the whole constitution needs to be upgraded, updated. Absolutely. You can't you can't go off of laws from the eighteen hundreds and deal with the shit that's going on today. It's not the same. Right. It's definitely not the same parameters. You know, we don't deal with muskets no more. You know what I'm saying? This shit is crazy, man. You know, well if you think about it, like even down to your kids, you know what I'm saying? Like these kids are different than how we grew up. Their Mm -hmm. thinking is totally different. And it's like It, like we, it's hard for us to understand it, but they're gonna make it. They just yeah. got their own. That whole generation got their own way of thinking. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So it's just like the laws. You know what I'm saying. Like you said, times have changed. We need to like keep up with the times. Yeah, so I agree with you. But uh, that case, man, it it's not surprising to me. And uh, I'm just glad I don't see any riots going on. But I really believe that if he had a shot black guys. Mm-hmm. You know, and got away with that. I think yeah. he killed two two white guys. Yeah. And but if they were two black guys and he got away with that, man, we'd be seeing them rise all over again. Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. But the injustice doesn't matter. You know, what I mean, it's still injustice, whatever the color. Yeah. Now this dude, he <clears throat> thinking, okay, it's like what's that guy's name that uh, Trayvon Martin killed Trayvon Martin. I forgot um, his I name. I can't remember his name. Um, he had a Spanish uh, name. But, yeah, I can't remember. I know what you're talking about. But, um, you know, what that taught him was he ain't do nothing wrong. So he went out and, well, and he Zimmerman. was emboldened Zimmerman. to do more shit. His name was Zimmerman. Yeah, Zimmerman. So that was a Jewish name. Yeah. But, you know, it emboldened him to think that what he did wasn't wrong. And he continued that kind of attitude and approach. You know, he didn't stop doing shit. He he went out and did more shit. Yeah. 
And I think that's what this 18-year-old dude going to do. Rittenhouse, he, he's thinking, I ain't do nothing wrong, so now I'm going to kill some more people when I get a chance. Mm-hmm. You know, so we'll Great. see. Yeah. yeah. Right, well, you know, what goes around comes around. Yeah, man. But well, hopefully, he, you know, he'll have to read what he sold somewhere. Yeah, he will. You know, because the ultimate um, response is going to be from God. You know what I'm saying? So, exactly. Let's see. Yeah. Well, bro, uh, it's been another great episode, man. I really appreciate back and forth with you. I'm happy to see you sticking in here with me. Oh, yeah, man. When I can. You know what I'm saying? Like, a couple. I think we missed last week, didn't we? Yeah, well, I put one out. I put one little five minute episode. I just did my uh, basics without the Q and A. Well, you know, this this time of year gets kind of busy with Thanksgiving, yeah. and my wife got me doing all kind of stuff. She already <laughs> trying to put Christmas trees up. Yeah, mine's talking the same noise, bro. Yeah, so it's like, all right, I gotta, but, I gotta uh, shift my focus. I got a uh, nephew up here. We'll talk about that off air. Okay. Um, Okay. This has been another great episode. Uh, I got to thank my guest, Maurice Aileen Hart, a.k.a. Reese, for stepping up in here with me and knocking out another great episode. Thanks for tuning in to Man's Minute. Holla at your boy.